Welcome to the teaching ministry of Pastor Debbie Eberly. Get ready to be empowered through the understanding of God's Word. Jesus said that these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So all believers should be sharing the Word of God about Jesus and praying for or ministering to the sick and showing them how to receive by faith. Now, I wrote that out a little bit different uh, from what I ended last time because as I was studying, I wanted to make it a little clearer. How many of you, you start studying and you get it clearer? So, so that's what happens to us ministers too. But there's some things I want to point out uh, to you here. The disciples were an example of ministry gifts or offices in Hebrews 2, 4, 1 Corinthians 12, and Romans 12, and we'll be going over those. The ministry offices are given uh, gifts or distributions or endowments that go along with the call to full-time ministry. In other words, gifts are distributed to them, or gifts or endowments are distributed to them to go with their full-time ministry office, okay? There's a difference between someone anointed to preach and teach the gospel and those believers who are able to go share the gospel. There's a difference. Both are anointed, but one is anointed to preach and teach. All right. However, ministry gifts or offices and believers are all supposed to go in the power of the Spirit and be witnesses of Christ. So we were, are all supposed to go and take the word of Christ. It's just that not everybody is anointed to preach and teach in a ministry office. And Pastor Jay has taught on this. If you'll refer back to some of the mentoring classes what was it, a couple of semesters back, he taught some excellent lessons along this line. We were going to take some time to go over that in this mentoring class, but there just wasn't time. And with our schedules and some of the things that went up with my uh, going with Pastor Nancy and such, that's one of the reasons why I, I didn't get to finish everything I wanted in this class as well. An example, it, well, first of all, there's a difference. Uh, there are endowments for ministry offices. All those endowments are included in the anointing. But the anointing, is, it facilitates everything. Jesus with a, was anointed with the Spirit without measure. But we have a measure of faith to walk in using the anointing of Jesus that lives inside. We have a measure of faith to get saved. We have a measure of faith to receive our healing. And really, we feed our faith, and we, and, and we, can, we can actually uh, widen that capacity to step out in our faith, right? But ministry offices have a measure of faith to step out in special anointings. And one of those anointings that we were emphasizing is a healing ministry anointing, which uh, it can include many endowments. Uh, Dr. Dufresne is endowed with uh, an endowment to kill cancer. You've heard that and many other things that even also in the miraculous. The miraculous is something that wasn't there that becomes. Healing is more of a process sometimes, an instantaneous process. Uh, but you, you hear Pastor Nancy talking about she has endowments to minister to hearts, to eyes. Uh, I have an endowment to minister to hearts. Also, uh, along the line of the miraculous, uh, also with backs and bones and knees and there are more things that I'm just praying about. It, you know, God, what would you have me to specifically minister to? But I have a ministry anointing to minister to sickness in general, but there are certain endowments that go along with that. Does that make sense? And years ago, 
I was only about 18 years old, a youth minister at youth camp, and a lot of us were standing around the altar. The, the minister who was preaching that, that particular night service for the youth at this camp in Missouri uh, was a, a call for people to get ministered to, to get saved, uh, for healing, for infilling of the Holy Ghost. But frankly, he didn't tell us how to do it. He said, come up to the altar and get, receive whatever you need from the Lord. Well, I, nobody really knew how to receive. You understand what I mean? And, and there was, so that's why we, we teach people how to receive. Well, I'm talking about how to minister to others in this service through uh, either the healing anointing or we'll be talking more about the prayer of faith, which all believers minister to the sick through the prayer of faith. Okay? Uh, but, but the healing ministry anointing is a little bit different. You've got to use your faith in the application of it, but it's not prayer for the sick. It's not the prayer of faith. Does that make sense? But you do use faith in applying it. I'll get back to my story, but Dr. Dufresne was corrected by the Lord some years ago. You've heard the story where he saw the Lord come out of the... Was it the monitor for the organ? Something like that. He had a vision of the Lord, and and he rebuked him for advertising prayer for the sick because there's a difference. And he he, uh, told him, you are to minister healing to people, not prayer for the sick. There's a difference because he had a special endowment in his life to minister by the anointing. And Jesus said, for the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to preach. Of course, you've got, you know, we need anointing to preach. But he's anointed to set the captives free. He's anointed. And there are different areas that ministers can minister that anointing of healing in. And there's a tangible anointing that, that we can lay hands on the sick. Well, I thought, I thought that we could all lay hands on the sick. You can. But that doesn't mean that you're going to have that special ministry anointing. But you can lay hands as a point of contact and pray the prayer of faith. Now, if you notice that anointing comes out of your hands, that doesn't mean all of a sudden you're called into the ministry. It just means that as the Spirit wills, there may be an anointing, a tangible anointing that you actually feel at times, okay? Uh, but it might, may also be that you just need to be faithful for some years, and, and, and maybe the Lord will eventually call you into the healing ministry, so to speak, or into a five-fold ministry office. Uh, but at this point in time, you may just be a novice, okay? But anyway, I was a novice. I was 18 years old, and I laid hands on this one girl that had been seeking for the Holy Ghost. How many know we don't have to seek for the Holy Ghost? We just receive, and, and then if people will tell you how to prime the pump and just start praying in tongues, you can just do it right on the spot. But many people were taught to tarry. We don't have to tarry like on the day of Pentecost because they were waiting for him to fall. He's already fallen. And he lives inside of you so you can yield to him and yield to the baptism of the Holy Ghost and pray in tongues because that is the initial evidence of being filled with the Holy Ghost. But I laid hands on this gal gal that had been tarrying. I didn't tell her anything. I didn't show her anything. You know, I should have, but I didn't know. How do you even get her filled? Uh, uh, but I found out this hand was loaded. Because all of a sudden, shut and, and everybody was scurrying around. It was like, what do you got in that hand anyway? Uh, so experiences like that started happening to me. And I also noticed as we, and, you know, some years later, as we got involved with the healing school, 
and ministered to individuals. I noticed an anointing to minister to the sick. I used to play the keyboard quite a bit and, and do the music on the road, but the Lord dealt with me in one particular service. You may have heard me talk about. This was in, I believe, North Carolina. And, and the Lord dealt with me, get up off that piano and go minister with your husband, the laying on of hands. And when I went and ministered with him, the anointing was twice as strong. People were falling out everywhere. Well, does that constitute healing? No. Uh, but there was anointing. You know, these hands were loaded. You understand? So there was a, a ministry anointing that I, I began to recognize and realize, and then over the years I began to recognize and realize that there are endowments, specific anointings to minister to spe- specific things like the heart and, and the knees and, and, and the back. Sometimes you'll see me slap those areas. Uh, there, there's a difference People that are used in miracles many times will uh, hit that area or what have you. But that's, you know, there, there are diversities of these endowments. There are difference of operations in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I'm saying a lot here. I hope you're getting it all. But there's differences. And I just don't go around slapping people. Okay, you understand? Now, I've noticed, too, that the Lord has had me to minister, especially to young men. I've never smacked a woman. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for not... Well, anyway, moving right along. But I, over the years, there have been young men that are, were called into the ministry that I ministered to, and it helped propel them into their ministry. That's an endowment uh, of some sort. Don't ask me what it is, but anyway. Uh, smack an endowment. I'm not sure. So there's a difference between somebody anointed to preach and teach the gospel and those believers who are go, that go share the gospel. Believers have the anointing inside, but then there's a special ministry gift that may go along with the preaching and teaching of the word of God, and there are endowments uh, within that anointing that, that go along. Okay? Does that make sense? Remember in Mark sixteen fifteen, Jesus said to them, Go into all the world. He's saying, You disciples, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. In other words, go in the anointing. He was delegating, he was giving them authority to go in the anointing. Use this anointing. Well, they had to find out what their anointing was to do. God confirms his word. He confirms his word with ministers and believers alike. If they share the word of God, whatever they share the word along that line and teach people by faith to receive, he will confirm it. And sometimes God will use believers with the gifts of the Spirit in 1 Corinthians 12. And we may or may not get there, so you can go study that. But, but a ministry anointing needs to know what he's anointed to minister. A believer just starts out just by praying the prayer of faith. If a believer makes himself available, if a believer spends time in prayer, if a believer fills himself with the Holy Ghost on a daily basis because there are to be witnesses... And to go out into all the world as a witness, being filled with the Holy Ghost, Jesus set that example. He went in the power of the Spirit, remember? And that's when his ministry started. But if just all believers would get filled with the Holy Ghost every day, they could go lay hands on the sick. And God may start using a ministry anointing through them and call them into the ministry just because they're faithful. But I'm not going to tell them they're going to do that or not. They may just be anointed to go help in the kitchen. They may be anointed to help clean the bathroom. They may be whatever. We're all anointed, okay? I've been, and I'm still in helps ministry, okay? 
But there's also a ministry, uh, some ministry offices that I stand in, different ones. Right now I'm standing in that pastoral office. All right? I hope that wasn't too confusing. Thank you, Lord, for utterance. Praise the Lord. I want you to turn to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 7. I'm going to be going quick here. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 7. The thing about writing a book is you can make these things clear. You can go back and listen to your CDs and say, oh my goodness, I'm going to make that clear. Oh, you've never had to do that? (laughs) The epitome of perfection? Knock the person next to you and say, are are you perfect? Okay. And and we're still getting revelation in life, but the thing about a book is you you can go through and, oh, okay, I can make that clear, all right. It, but but God is giving me unction. I, I don't deny that, but, but I'm thanking God for clarity. All right. In verse 7, but to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. That word gift there talks about a present or a gift. There are about four different Greek words uh, that talk about gifts. But this one is like a present, a gift. But it also says a root of that to supply, furnish, necessary things, something to be administered to furnish or to endue. All right, so what is this context talking about? If you go on down to verse 11... He himself gave some to be apostles. So I believe that he's talking about the ministry gifts here. But do you understand that all of us are gifts? But specifically, I believe he's talking about the ministry gifts, but Christ gave gifts. So all of us are gifts. All of us are a gift to the body of Christ to supply, furnish necessary things, uh, something to be administered, to furnish, to undo. But specifically, because he's, he's talk, he went into apostles, prophets, evangelists, some pastors and teachers, which constitutes the full-time ministry, which are ministry offices, ministry anointings, Therefore, these gifts, I believe, you could also say endowments. And we'll, we'll go into that a little bit more. In 1 Corinthians 12, like I said, we're going to be going quick here. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 1. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. That verse 1, are you almost there? Verse 1. I'm ahead of you because I have it typed out. (laughs) Concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, well, what does that word gifts mean? Well, actually, it's not in the original text. So it should say concerning spirituals or concerning things that pertain to the spirit because the word gifts is not in the original text. Well, why does it say gifts? Because it goes on to talk about gifts. Verse 4, there are diversities of gifts. That word gifts is a a different, it's charisma, and it means endowment, religious qualification, miraculous faculty, grace or gifts denoting extraordinary powers, distinguishing certain Christians and enabling them to serve the church of Christ. So this is an endowment. All right, we were talking about just a present or a gift before, which gifts to the body of Christ are helps ministry and fivefold ministry. But we were saying, but those really, a ministry gift is an endowment. What is an endowment? Well, we just read that. Does that make sense? It's a different word for gifts, but really, one for, you talk about, you talk about, well, I'm giving a gift to Michelle, and then you specifically say the gift is a Bible. 
So you're just talking about gifts in general, and then you're saying specifically. That's what it's saying here. Specifically, this ministry gift is an endowment, a miraculous faculty. All right? Let's, let's go on. So diversities of gifts, differences, don't get caught up in that word diversities. There are differences of ministries or administrations or ministry offices. All right? But the same Lord, and there are diversity of activities or operations. But it is, it is the same God who gives all in all, but the manifestation of the, of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. So God can use you however he needs to profit his body. Like I said, if you keep yourself hot for God, filled with the Holy Ghost in prayer, he'll use you in the gifts of the Spirit. I'm not going to tell you he's going to give you five gifts today. To reach out. I'm not going to say that. But just be available. But even more so, understand as a pastoral office, understand as how to pray for your pastors, how to pray for the upcoming ministry offices like Dr. Dufresne and Pastor Nancy. And I believe uh, they said Reverend Morgan Dufresne might be ministering some in the morning too. She's a tremendous blessing. How to pray for those gifts. Amen. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that, how important it is to keep yourself hot for God. And not just, well, God, I want to do everything myself. You can't call yourself into the ministry. But you can acknowledge, God, I'm led by the Spirit. So whatever you have me to do. And you you fill yourself with the Holy Ghost by praying in tongues, by reading the Word. You know you can get filled by reading the Word? I've done it. Just start reading the word and start speaking it out loud and you get drunk. You get sappy. <laughs> Try it sometime. It'll help you. Well, praise the Lord. That's a, that's a different message. But verse 7, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one to profit all. For to one is given the word of wisdom. So it talks about the different gifts of the Spirit, word of knowledge, faith, special faith, gifts of healings, uh, working of miracles, prophecy, discerning of spirits, different kinds of tongues, interpretation of tongues. But one in the same Spirit works all things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. So these gifts of the Spirit specifically go with ministry offices. But they also... Uh, just a lay person or a just a believer in Christ that has no special ministry anointing, so to speak, uh, the, as the Spirit wills, he can just come and say, Hey, Sarah, I want you, that person has a problem with their knee and I want you to minister to them. And you go up to them and say, Do you have a problem to, with your knee? And that's a sign to them. It's a wonder yeah. to them. That was yeah. a word of knowledge. And then you lay hands on that and, and it's healed. Amen. And just a believer. Amen. You don't have to have you don't have to have an special endowment to do that. But when we pray for ministry gifts, we ought to be praying, Lord, use them the full potential of their ministry offices. Use them the full potential of their gifts, of their endowments. Be praying for these things. Be praying that for Pastor Jay and I, that we step in the full potential of our ministry offices with the endowments thereof. Amen. So praise the Lord. I'm not going to go into to these gifts of the Spirit. Like I said, uh, I will say this. For instance, like a, an evangelist will have the, the special faith working in there many times, gift of healings, working of miracles, a prophet, prophecy, discerning of spirits, the word of wisdom. Uh, so just understand that, that there are different things that work with ministry offices. Okay? And we're talking about the healing anointing. 
an evangelist, if they're laying hands on the sick or they're ministering, they're ministering with a healing anointing, but also a miraculous anointing. So praise the Lord. Dr. Dufresne said there there are endowments for every disease. Are you all awake today? There are endowments for every disease. If you understand these things, you might say, well, that doesn't have anything to do with me. It does. Because you need to be praying for the body of Christ. You need to be praying for the ministries, gifts, and offices in the body of Christ to, to be used to the full potential of their offices. And you need to be saying, Lord, I'm available. No, you don't call yourself. You can say, Lord, make me an evangelist. Because if you start doing that, you're going to start accommodating the devil. You're going to start listening to lies of the devil and, and try to put yourself in an office that you're not called in. Well, how do I know I'm called in that? First of all, the pastor's going to know it. If, and you say, well, what if he doesn't know? If you're involved with a Bible-believing, spirit-filled, healing, prosperity church that teaches the lead in the spirit, the pastor's going to know if you're anointed in ministry or not. You may just start out in the children's ministry. Now, if you're in the children's ministry, that doesn't mean that we, we have you there just be, because we're going to start using you in ministry, okay? You may be there for years and never be called into the five-fold ministry. Well, I think I've exhausted that a little bit here. Just want you to understand that. So, in, let's go to Hebrews 2.4. Is that understandable? Hebrews 2.4. God also bearing witness both with signs and wonders, with various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit according to his own will. So that's really saying what 1 Corinthians 12 was saying there, as the Spirit wills. That word gifts means distributions. So that's a, that's a third meaning for gifts. But distribution means a separation or distribution, a dividing asunder. Another root of that is to apportion, bestow, share, distribute, divide, bestow, impart. So I like to say it this way. God divided or imparted to each ministry gift the endowments which they need to perform their ministries. So it's still an endowment, but it has been, it has been distributed. It has been divided asunder to ministry gifts to use for their offices. Does that make sense? Yeah. That helped me understand. So God divided or imparted to each ministry gift the endowments which they needed to perform their ministries. And any believer can step out in the gifts of the Spirit, but the ministry gifts are going to do much more so in, to operate in, in the anointing and the office that they are called into. Turn to Romans 11. This is many times misunderstood, so I'm just believing God for grace. I know it's quick, and I would have liked to went through and teach more. For the gifts, Romans 11:29. For the gifts, this same word means charisma, just like in 1 Corinthians 12, for the gifts or endowments and the calling of God are irrevocable. It's talking about, again, the ministry offices. Well, when are we going to just get to all believers? We're getting there. I've been talking about you, but we're going to get there more, all right? The gifts, endowments, and calling of God are irrevocable. So a ministry gift has to be obedient to step into the office that they are called into and use the endowments. That's why they have to be skilled. That's why they have to understand the different levels of ministry, the different phases. 
They need to understand the different rooms that you go into and that you grow. And as you're faithful and as you grow in the Lord and as you preach and teach and, and emphasize the word of God, that God will confirm that word. And you'll start seeing that they're endowments. And then you'll get more skilled and you'll step out and be more specific. Okay? That's why if Pastor Jay and I were to minister, there's a few in here that we've ministered to along the line of there's a healing anointing. All right? Why are we saying that? Because Jesus told Dad Hagen, you have a healing anointing. He ministered to him that healing anointing. And then he said, you got to talk about it. So you have a point of reference that you can now, not everybody in here, I'm talking about two or three or that we've actually ministered to, not the whole congregation, because not everybody has a ministry anointing in that way. Uh, but we've ministered to Anne along that line. We've ministered to Michelle. We've ministered to Brother Ike along that line. There may be a few others along that line that we've ministered to, and that's why we use them in the healing class. That's why we use them to teach and preach healing. And we've told them if God deals with you to lay hands on the sick, do so because you have an anointing to minister to the sick. All right, that goes along. There's an endowment to minister. So the gifts, the endowments of God are irrevocable. Verse 3, For I say through the grace given to me to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. For we have many members in one body, but all members do not have the same function so we be many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us that gifts means endowments so it's talking about the ministry gifts here specifically in Romans 11:29 it goes on down understand that the bible wasn't written in chapters it was written you know or verses it was just a book it was a letter so in Romans eleven twenty nine, it talked about the gifts, or it's talking about the ministry gifts or endowments, and then it continues on talking about God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. A measure of faith for what? To step out in that ministry gift. Well, he's, he's given each believer a measure of faith. We understand that. But he's specifically talking about the measure of faith to step out in the ministry gift or endowment in your ministry office. To those who are called in the full-time ministry. Does that make sense? In verse 6, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them if prophecy, let us prophesy proportion to our faith. Ministry, let us use in our ministry. And he who teaches and teaching, it's talking about ministry offices. All right? So don't get caught up. Oh, do I need to prophesy? prophesy? All right? Everybody can prophesy simple exhortation, edification, and comfort. But we're talking, that prophecy we're talking about goes along with a ministry office. All right? Dad Dufresne, Dr. Ed Dufresne, in Anointings and Mantles, page 48, Anointings and Mantles, page 48, everyone has a measure of faith. I believe that. But I also believe, after further, further studying this passage, that God is referring here to the measure of faith for ministry. I believe that when God equips you for the ministry, he gives you the measure of faith necessary to believe what you need to get your job done. There are different degrees and rankings of all the offices in the five-fold ministry. Every ministry gift carries ranks within the office. Okay? Jesus' teaching, preaching, and healing ministry paved the... Pave the way for how we minister to the sick today. Whether we're a ministry gift or ministry office or whether we're a believer. So now that we've talked about 
the anointing or the ministry gifts, the endowments that ministers step out into. Let's talk a little bit about uh, the believer and how they're. But first, let's refer back to Jesus' teaching, preaching, and healing ministry. Remember, last week we talked about Jesus' teaching, preaching, and healing ministry. We talked about Luke 4. Uh, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. Remember, Jesus had the Spirit without measure. Preach the gospel to the poor, heal the brokenhearted, proclaim liberty to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, set at liberty those who are oppressed, proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Jesus was anointed to do all these things. We as ministers or those in the, just as a believer in the body can share all of these things. Uh, we as ministers can preach and teach these things, and he will confirm it. But again, there are certain endowments, specific things that we can also minister. All right? Verse 20. Then Jesus closed the book and gave it back to the attendant. I was at Luke 4. Verse 20, and gave back to the attendant, sat down, and the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him, and he began to say to them, today, today the scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Remember what we said? In other words, today I'm functioning in and performing this ministry that has been prophesied. Jesus functioned in all the ministry offices. He functioned as a pastor, as an apostle, as a prophet, evangelist, teacher. He, he did them all. He was in, he, he, before all of that, he was in the helps ministry. Amen. That's what every believer is in the helps ministry. Amen. You are anointed to be a help. Amen. All right? Amen. So again, we'll say that today the scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. In other words, today I'm functioning in and performing this ministry that has been prophesied. Verse 31. And he came down to Capernaum, a, a city of Galilee, and was teaching them on the Sabbath. And they were astonished astonished at his teaching for his word was with authority and that same word authority means power which can also be translated anointing so jesus was anointed with the spirit without measure he operated in all of the ministry offices we don't as ministers uh, operate in all the ministry offices only jesus did he was the ultimate example there i know of three well, I won't, I won't go into that right now, because I'll get bogged down. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I, I've weaved in and out, of, uh, not three, I meant uh, Jesus uses me in the pastoral office, but then there's another ministry office that I've weaved in and out, and that I'm moving out more in all the time, but what I meant is, but he uses me in preaching first, and then also teaching. I'm teaching this morning, very quickly, but I'm teaching. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So, we know, again, we refer to Mark 6, 53. They heard and sought to touch Jesus. You can just write that down, Mark 6, 53. They heard and they sought to touch Jesus. Luke 6, 17. Uh, they heard him and were healed of their diseases. They sought to touch him for power, went out of him and healed them all. And then also, Matthew 8, 5 Matthew 8, 5, Jesus spoke with faith over the centurion servant's power in his words. So he spoke. He did not minister by an anointing. They didn't touch him. It was just his words. In Luke 4, I know I'm going quick, but I don't have much time. Jesus rebuked or used his authority over sickness. Luke 4, he, he spoke to the fever and it left. In Matthew 17, 14. Jesus rebuked or used authority over demons which cause sickness. 
All right. Matthew 17, Jesus rebuked or used authority over demons which caused sickness. Now, just because I don't have much time left because I looked at the clock, uh, (laughs) what are the primary ways for believers to pray for the sick? We've alluded to this, but really the primary way is the prayer of faith. But there are two ways within that, saying or praying. All right? But the believer, all of us as believers need to first of all be established in our faith. We've been talking about that for weeks, about the Abrahamic covenant. And it was accounted to him as righteousness because he stepped out in faith. He followed his father God who called things that be not as though they were. But we all need to be established in faith. James 5.14 talks about the elders of the church anointing the sick with oil. Uh, That anointing, and that's the prayer of faith, will save the sick. That is not ministry to the sick, but that is simply a point of contact with anointing oil, laying hands on them through the prayer of faith. We can all minister that way. All of us can. can. We can pray for the sick that way. I like what Dr. Dufresne says, something a little funny here. Some people think that it's the oil that they are anointed with that heals them. If that were so, let's all get, uh, get some 55-gallon drums of oil and go into the hospitals with an oil gun and squirt everybody. Yeah. <laughs> no, the oil is just a point of contact so that people can release their faith. Uh, however, preface, God does anoint men with special anointings to bring healing to the sick. And if God tells you that you're anointed with special healing anointing, you are to tell the people. If you don't tell the people, how are they going to find out that you're anointed and come to your meetings? That's a good point. So we have faith to say or faith to prayer. So what is a prayer of faith? In Mark 11, 22, have faith in God, for surely I say to you, whosoever says to this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea, does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them. So you can either say to sickness or disease, or say what you believe, or you can pray it. All right? So that's, that's the prayer of faith. Praying in the name of Jesus is, again, the prayer of faith. But this is what we are to do. When Jesus uh, left, he left the, the Holy Ghost with us. So it's the Spirit of Christ who lives inside of us, and we use the name of Jesus. So John 14, verse 12, talks about, He who believes in me, the works that I do, will he do also. He who believes. All believers can do the works of Christ. And greater works than these will you do, because you're a ministry gift. No, it doesn't say that. It just says because you're a believer. Greater works than these because I go to my Father. Whatever you ask in my name that I will do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. So we are to pray in the name of Jesus the prayer of faith for the sick. All right. Uh, Also, there's an example of saying or commanding in Jesus' name in Acts Chapter 3, remember Peter ministered to the lame man? And he spoke to that man. Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but what I do I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So Peter spoke 
in Jesus' name with authority. Peter was likely ministering by an endowment, and I wrote this down, that went with his ministry office. But if a believer makes himself available, he could be led by the Spirit, and as the Spirit wills, minister through special faith, gifts of healings, or working of miracles. Actually, it would take more than one of these in this situation. It would take special faith and uh, most likely gifts. It would really probably take all three. I don't have time to go into that, uh, to minister to this lame man. All right, but the Lord may say to you, minister to that lame man and tell him to get up and walk. Take his hand. Just do it. It doesn't mean you're called into a ministry office. Uh, But Peter probably had a special endowment along that line. Uh, Jesus lives in us through the Spirit of Christ, and we have been delegated authority to say or pray in his name. James 4, 7, there submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. According to Jesus' words, we use the name of Jesus to rebuke the devil. And then we have the prayer of agreement, which is also the prayer of faith, but it's just with more than one person. Assuredly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. That's saying... Verse 19, again I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven, for where two or three are gathered together in my name. I am there in the midst of them. That's praying. All right? Praise the Lord. Whew, that was a mouthful. Amen. Uh, Now, again, understand that you can minister to non-believers and even young Christians and get them healed many times on your own faith. Those who are older in the Lord, God's going to require them to get it on their faith. It doesn't mean that those more mature Christians as yourself can't come forward and receive the prayer of faith by the anointing with oil. We don't normally do that because both Pastor Jay and I operate in a healing anointing. If you're wondering why we don't have oil and you're wondering why we're not scriptural, that's not the case. Both of us function in a healing anointing, so we don't need the oil. You understand? We got the oil already. (laughs) Amen. That's just a point of contact anyway. Uh, But any believer can go forward for prayer of faith, or they can come forward for a ministry anointing. But understand, every believer, adult believer, needs to learn how to get it for themselves as well. All right? And then be led by the Spirit of God. I want them to be ministered to by the ministers. All right. Woo-hoo. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish this up, all right? This last class, are you all with me? Yes, ma'am. How to Activate Miracles, and this is by Dr. Dufresne. He refers to John 14 that talks about truly, really, in the Amplified, I'm telling you the truth. Uh, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father, whatsoever you shall ask in my name, I will do, so on and so forth. This is what Dr. Dufresne says. I want to say it. One more time, I just can't say it enough. God said for me to tell the people, that's you, to tell the world that you've got power with God. You'll lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Whatsoever you ask in his name, that he will do. You ought to have a phone number, put on a little card and give it to people saying, when you need healing, give me a call. Now remember that. Then after you get them healed, you can win them to the Lord. Miracles are the dinner bell for salvation. Remember, God said for you to tell the people who, you're, who you are in him. Tell the people who you are in him. Ministry gifts are to tell people that they have a ministry anointing. Those who are just believers, not just, but who are believers, tell them who you are in Christ. So ministry gifts tell them who you are in Christ, but they also tell people, I've got a ministry to anoint to the sick. 
anointing to minister to the sick. I said that backwards. Acts 1.8, Dr. Dufresne goes on, but you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and all Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. Do you know what witnesses are? The dictionary describes a witness as something serving as evidence or proof. You are the evidence. You are the proof that God heals today. You're the proof producers. You're the evidence. The carnal-minded don't know. You've got to be their evidence. Tell the people. In order for people to have faith to receive from a ministry gift or a ministry anointing, you've got to tell them. In order uh, to receive from a believer who lays hands on the sick, you've got to tell them, I've got power. And I can pray for you in faith uh, that God's healing power will minister to you. Amen? So, I'm going to read one more thing here. Christ the healer. This is what I wanted to get to because this has to do how we need to uh, be praying for the upcoming meetings by F.F. Bosworth, Christ the Healer. It is true that individuals are, are saved and healed where there is no revival. However, God's regular way is for his people all to pray for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. We read these all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication. We seldom see such a thing now. Some of our theology today causes many people to anchor in past blessings. They do not have a daily renewing of the fullness which constituted the initial blessing. Then Christians were filled with the Spirit. Unless the church is filled and kept filled with the Holy Ghost, it is impossible that the spiritual atmosphere of the meetings can be what it must be. Otherwise, God is limited or hindered. This atmosphere is produced by the whole church being filled with the Spirit and all praying for the work of Christ. Then the power of God is present to heal as it was at the beginning. God's way is for the whole church to be filled and kept filled with the same Holy Spirit who saved and healed those multitudes in New Testament times. Praise the Lord. Now that was fast. Praise the Lord. Do you understand that there are ministry gifts or there are ministry anointings that have endowments on their lives? But do you understand that you as believers and we as believers, even in the ministry, all of us can pray for the sick in faith. Understand? And as a corporate body of believers, and you can go to Acts chapter 4, and that's a corporate prayer. And you pray, Lord, for boldness and utterance, uh, that you would stretch forth your hand to heal, and that signs and wonders would be wrought in the name of Jesus. And that's how we are to pray for these services. We are to stay hot for God, praying in the Holy Ghost. Understand, pulling on. Lord, use the ministers in the full potential of the ministry. Lord, work healing and bring people to these meetings. And work healing, and and the, the atmosphere will be permeated and charged with the anointing of God. That's what we're to do. Amen. If you would like more information about Pastor Debbie Eberly's ministry, please visit us on the web at soffc.org or call us at 319-366-2147. Or you can write to us at Spirit of Faith Family Church, Post Office Box 8355, Cedar Rapids, Iowa, 52408. And remember, God loves you, and you're equipped to live victoriously in every area of life.